where do I even begin with this? So for the first episode of the second season of the Care to Connect podcast, I am just so thankful to have entrepreneur, author, podcaster, and might I even say a fitness influencer recently, Varun Dogirala. He is the former co-founder of the well-known marketing agency Glitch. He has more than 500 episodes of podcasts under his belt, with some landmark shows like Advertising Is Dead, Think Fast with Varun and Suchita, and my favorite, Take a Pause with Varun. He even authored a book called Everything Out of Syllabus, an instruction manual for life, which is an Amazon bestseller. He recently started his new company. Plot Device Entertainment, which is focused on building content, products, and experiences on life education for children and their families. I will be understating this if I say I have been inspired by Varun because my own journey as a podcaster is inspired by him. Additionally, for me, he is one of the best people out there at the moment who is guiding people to sort out their lives, be it professionally or in their personal matters. I look up to him for his humility and for something very specific. He takes a pause during his conversations, something which I admire, and hence I feel every word he speaks is so laden with value and wisdom. I hope you find the same value and insight from this episode as I do. You can follow Varun on Instagram and LinkedIn. You can follow all his podcasts on Spotify. You can also buy his book on Amazon. All links are in the podcast details. This is Care to Connect with Varun Dugirala. Hi, Varun. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm happy we're finally doing this. This is. Uh, I know. I'm. I'm the culprit. It's taken a longer <laughs> time to schedule this than it should have. I want to just put this out to everybody who whoever is listening that Varun has really, really inspired me to take up the thing, what I wanted to do. and the and the reason that this podcast is even happening that i can even do a podcast on my own is because of people like varun who are who like who have inspired me to get my own voice out so thank you varun for taking up the time and more so for even making me start this podcast it's not to your knowledge but now you know and and it's lovely to hear that because you know the whole point of of creating content is to create value for other people Uh, if there's some form of value that you've gotten from this, and it's 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 helping you, then uh, no one's happier than me to hear this. Thank you so much. So let's get into it, right? So when we uh like like when we talk about you know like communication and listening, these two mm. are very involved with like you know like in you know, conversations around us, right? And conversations yeah. by its own measure involves mm. that two people are being interested to know about each other, like genuinely. Yeah. right yeah. and i wanted to link this with something which you speak a lot about that is curiosity right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. i have, like now i have encountered so many people who just don't want to engage now like the thing is if somebody mm-hmm. is speaking right it's like speaking about something new i ask them you know what this seems interesting let's go they are like chodna yeah. kai lekin kai fayda i'm tired like mm-hmm. you know avoid secondly yeah. if there is a conversation talking about where you have to solve a problem with somebody they are like जैसा लेकिन 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 चल रहा है उसको चलने दो राइट इट्स फाइन अगेन अवॉइडेंस आई फील लाइक वी आर नॉट बीइंग एबल टू कनेक्ट बिकॉज़ वी आर नॉट इंटरेस्टेड टू कनेक्ट इनफ व्हाट इज योर टेक ऑन दिस स्पेशली इन द लाइन ऑफ बीइंग इंटरेस्टेड एंड बीइंग क्यूरियस आई फील द थिंग विद बीइंग इंटरेस्टेड इज दैट वी लुक एट थिंग्स फ्रॉम व्हाट 
we need and what we feel we want, right? And it becomes transactional. And then this transactional piece actually comes as you get older. Think back to when you were a kid. If you're generally interested about something, you were generally curious about something, you would ask about it, you would try to figure it out, you would go into it. Right. But as you get older, you're always, you know, it's unfortunate, you're kind of taught, right, from broader society and, and people around you that um, if you are doing something, it should give you some actual, like, value. Like, is it something coming back to you? So you look at everything in a transactional format. Right. Then you're not going from curiosity, you're going from, okay, I'm going to get this, I'm doing this. So uh, in that sense. But, and that also leads to fear, right? Oh my God, if I do this, if I don't get enough value, um, am I wasting my time? No, right. Or is this going to be worth it? But if you actually look at it, saying one second, if I choosing almost the mind of an explorer, I'm saying I'm being curious, I'm going to get into understanding what somebody else is interested in, what somebody else wants to communicate to us. Um, what you realize at the end of it is that you get so much more value Right. Than you ever thought you could because you are not making this about you. I think I forget who said this. And he said to be interesting, you have to be interested. Right. Right. Uh, I forget who said this. Um, but that's the most important thing is that you have to be interested in other people, you have to be interested in the world. And when you choose curiosity as a path, what ends up happening is that um you're not driven by fear. You're not worried about, oh my god, will this go wrong? You're like, I'm curious. So even if you fail, I'm curious to know why I failed. Um, if you succeed, I'm curious to know why I succeeded, but I'm also curious to know, will this last? <laughs> right. Yeah. Versus with fear, you're like, oh my God, will I fail? Will it go right? You know, you go into that whole thing and it's a, it's a far simpler flex than trying to go like, okay, full hog courage yeah. and all that stuff. Right. Um, curiosity is like an easier one and you're at least giving your mind, you know, almost like I would say you're, you're giving it some ammunition to say, no, one second. It's okay, chalega. Uh, you know, right. uh, you're still getting some value from it. So I know it's a slightly long-winding answer to your question, but that's no, no, fine. Um, yes, conversation, fine. We, we, whenever you think, want to choose the, uh, understand the path of curiosity. Think of yourself as a child, mm. because that's when you were at the peak of your curiosity. As you get older, it kind of gets jaded away. Right, right. Thank you so much for that. Um, in this case, now I just wanted to kind of bring a. Like you know, like you know, bring something which I really find um important, but I don't see happening very often, right? Which is mm -hmm. authenticity and trust. Because even if I want to have a conversation with somebody, and it has to be something personal, has to be something where I have to speak about certain things which I don't speak out, like speak about with everybody. I need to yeah. trust that person, right? And mm -hmm. we cannot trust everybody. Apparently, we cannot. But this is where I put things into context. So I recently attended a session by Matthew McConaughey. He was giving out a free mm. session. The art of living. Called, yeah, art of living. Yeah, I did that. And it was, yeah. and I really love that guy because I love green lights as a book and I wanted to explore yeah. more. Yeah. It, right. So I attended that and he had a very interesting concept about trust. Although I heard this before, but the way he said it was so interesting, right? He said that mm. trust more, like, you know, he said, like, you know, we have to trust more people, but there is a possibility mm. that if we trust others more, we will get burnt. Right. Like because yeah. not every people can also reciprocate in the same manner. But the amount of times that you get burnt is nothing compared to what insights and value you gain from trusting others. So 100%. I see that trust these days is very hard to come by. And mostly our trust is only towards our own homogeneous circle. Small group of mm. people that we only have of like, can have from our day-to-day -day life. Maybe it our yeah. family or our friends. That's it. Now, we are our real selves in front of only some people. 
like because we are very scared that who might you know burn us right i mm. wanted to understand like as we spoke about curiosity like as we spoke about you know like so building you know like in building good conversations how do we bring our authentic self in front of people who we don't know how do you build the strength to be real with strangers and trust that they will be able to grasp or understand what you want to say being authentic is you know often misunderstood um, yeah i feel many times when someone says i want to be authentic i am being authentic you are saying i am fully raw out there i'm saying what's on my mind i'm behaving like how i want to behave but that can also put many people off and and i and and if you if you are a part of a community and i'm not saying society i'm saying community because we all as human beings we we live in communities we yeah. don't live in isolation right you have to look into the fact that being your authentic self is the fact that you are not doing anything um in, you're not changing who you are so that you can get something out of it you are not doing something with an ulterior motive but you're saying some what's on your mind in the most honest form keeping a filter and that filter is important the filter is that is this going to make someone feel uncomfortable it's it going to make them feel like you know uh, make them feel unsafe is it also going to be detrimental to me as a person mm. right and you got to think of some of those filters and the problem with and that's where trust goes off right you're like okay i've shared this about my life somebody yeah. made a joke about it yeah or somebody said something about it and it's also the social media effect right we i mean i grew up in a simpler time when people didn't have phones all the time there was no social media the internet came in when i was like 14 15 to india if i remember right like 12 14 um and so we weren't worried about okay if i if i if i made a fool of myself in front of a set of people they would max max tell their friends yeah now if i make a fool of myself it's on the internet so the whole world can see it therefore like you're posthumous self <laughs> even so the lack of trust is so high cuz now imagine yeah. this i said something stupid 10 years ago yeah by just putting a tweet out that could come back to bite me today or even 10 years later as long as twitter survives or yeah. as long as yeah. internet archives survive yeah. so that's what's leading to the lack of trust because you are so worried of being judged yeah now i guess look at authenticity judgment and trust all kind of like have a connection there right yeah. the more authentic you are you might be seeing things that are on your mind the chances of you being judged are far higher right um and that's why you lack trust but if you have a simple filter saying you know there was um that's there's a stoic line right which says that uh, you don't need to have an opinion about that yeah yeah not an opinion is a choice you can not have an opinion on something yeah you don't have to say everything you yeah. don't have to click everything you don't have to share every aspect of your life and to be able to kind of hold some things as your own are important yeah and trust doesn't get built immediately trust gets built over time you think you know it's this um, this is 15% rule um, there's a book there's a great book called connect um, which talks about how you build relationships um, right. and connections and it says that any relationship build trust it's a 15% rule so think of your um, think of any relationship as three concentric circles mm. the inside circle is stuff you can talk about freely to the world and you're not worried about them judging you or saying anything so you have full trust i can share this it's fine yeah. like yeah. saying i live in bombay that's like trust that no one's going to pick that up and have something to say right then the outermost layer is the most dangerous zone because it has to all your deepest darkest secrets stuff you're so worried like even you might not even tell your spouse or your or your family mm. and in between that is the zone of learning so mm. what happens is that 
what Dave said, and I forget the author's name, but the book's called Connect, is that always share in increments of 15% mm. and increase that safe zone through your learning zone, which might eventually even come into your the danger zone. Mm. But, and more than like trying to calculate what 15% is, because I like, how do you calculate 15%? Right. It's about saying, it's an item. Trust is an iterative process. You build trust. Every time you break trust, you go back down, I would say 30% for 40%. Right. But every time you're building it, you're going 15%, 10%, 5%. So um, you can be authentic. You can share, You need, to, but you need to have a filter just to make yourself feel safe and other people as well. Um, but you also don't have to share any, everything right away. You know, human interactions aren't built on being blatantly honest. We are not. The reason why we, we do lie is because mm. we, we as human beings cannot always be honest. Yeah, as Jordan we have Peterson, the wiring for it. As Jordan Peterson said once in his uh, like in his GQ interview, he was asked like you know when was the last time you lied? And Jordan Peterson with a straight face he said, "Everybody lies." And I was like yeah. taken aback by that comment. My God, the way he said yeah. it. Everybody you have to lie because it's you know, needed. Is lie needed though? The same is is like is it is it a requirement? So many it, lies soften blows right look at this way let's say somebody and i think this is a story that um simon 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 shared he said he had a friend who had this uh play you know performance on stage yeah. didn't do a good job yeah as soon as that person got off stage he didn't go up to that person and say oh I, you were terrible on stage yeah he said oh it, it you know it, it was uh, you know the, i love the energy brought to the thing um uh, love to chat with you later on about all the details right yeah. he said you can be honest but you don't have to be honest right now <laughs> yeah timing right yeah. so it's about timing because at that moment when and and i'm a huge culprit of this right i've tried to i'm very like sometimes you'll finish a meeting and i'll come out and i'll say this is what went wrong with it mm. and i'm oftentimes told and i've been i've tried to correct it many times but it's almost like muscle memory i do that as an instinct yeah. is that you don't have to do that then first talk about stuff that went right First, yeah. let people soak in what happened. Maybe a little later, talk about what went wrong. Um, and it's tough if that's how you're wired. Like, I am wired like that. I look at what went wrong first. And so you got to think of the timing. And some lies are just, you know, better than telling the truth. You know, if, mm. if someone's going through something where they just need... It's like when you tell someone it's, go it's all going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. Doing, the, you're doing that to comfort them. Yeah. You don't want to give them the truth. You shouldn't be giving them the truth. Maybe you give them the truth a week, month later at yeah. max. But it's you got to gauge that. The problem with lies is if lies cause harm, yeah. those are the lies you don't tell. I think any action, no action you take, nothing you say should be focused on giving harm to someone else. Now, physical harm, psychological, mental, anything else. That's the line. Within that is a gray zone. That gray zone you play with as a human being. You kind of work within that. But um, you, you you have to kind of um, look at it with like, on a subjective manner. Like, so from this, I can uh, like you know, remember the time when Roshan Abbas said about giving feedbacks. Comment, comment, mm. and then recommend. In the podcast yeah. which you took with him. So uh, yeah. I, I'm so glad that you're also applying that right now. When you're thinking, <laughs> you know what? I do this, but I want to change that. But yeah. Because yeah, um, we all have flaws, right? Yeah, it's so important to... Uh, 
No one is perfect. Everybody has flaws. Like I have so many flaws I that I constantly try to work on. We all have, and it's very, it's normal to have that. Um, I don't have to it, talk about all of them, but I do have. Uh, I I will bring it up at the right point of time. I just made this video about authenticity yesterday mm. on the Adam Grant's like in podcast. I think rethinking. Mm. Steve Martin came right. Mm. Steve Martin mm. says that I hate the, uh, like I really hate the advice be yourself, and I was like, what? Mm. Why are you saying this? I, right? I, And 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 then you went on to say, guys, build role models because you can be your authentic, like you know, you can be your authentic self by yeah. lying in bed all day. You can be rude yeah. to people, and you will be like, you know, that's me. And I made the video about it today, and it was so true. That gave me such a different perspective about being authentic, right? How because I love the example that? he gave, right? He said that your authentic self could be an like a bit of an ass who's lying down on a couch, yeah. which is so yeah. true. It's true. You use the no, and, judgment. Ha, huh, yeah, yeah, said, said, said. Please go ahead. Also, also, because I realize that our personalities are built on the people we meet in life, the things yeah. we consume, the people we look at. So, your authentic self also is technically not authentic. You are not born with your character. You, you know, you build your character in, in the initial years of your life. Yeah. So, about what the first five years of your life is when ninety percent of your brain is developed, but it's five years. Um, so think of the interactions with the parents, interactions you have with. um you know people you meet your first couple of you know yeah. classmates that you have first couple of teachers they almost frame the foundation of your personality yeah. and then it becomes like let's say pop culture a song you like to watch a character you like in a movie they all frame your the personality you are so this authentic self is a very tricky one because i don't know what that means uh, often times because you are a mixture of all the um what do you call frame of references you built over time it's like it's like how i do right i see people and i note down their behavior sometimes which is like you know sounds a bit creepy but i am sorry but i do it okay like if i see you no, no. and and the it. way and the way you speak because you know i had like i had like i had like you know heard a lot of podcasts right but mm-hmm. i felt like everything was sanitized the whole conversation i felt was very sanitized you know everybody is asking the right questions everybody mm. seems to be giving the right answers right where is the wrong right. answer right i was yeah. thinking where the okay where is somebody stammering because i stammer i stammer mm. uh, and the thing yeah. is like i've never heard anybody stammer in a like no stammer in a podcast i'm like damn man mm. i can't ever do yeah. a podcast because i i stammer but still i'm mm. doing it because at the yeah. because this is me being my raw authentic self yeah. i am a, like i'm a podcaster but i stammer that's there so mm. when i saw you speaking I, i and the way you speak i always feel like there is a sense of reality to it and it is not sanitized because you take a lot of pauses which is why i think the reason is take a pause because you yeah. take damn lot of pauses while you speak and that like really inspired me to be real with myself also in a way and like when i hear you speak and you mention that you have a stammer right it's it's something you've worked on right because you are saying that i'm not hiding it but yeah. i'm working on it in a way that someone else understands exactly what i'm saying by getting the flow and the thing is the more you focus on it like The reason I take pauses, the reason I talk slower is I actually talk really quickly. I'm a mumbler, so I mumble my way through sentences. Yeah. And so I've actually sat and practiced. I've literally put like I remember I've spoke to a musician friend of mine, and I had this pencil in front of my mouth like this, and so talk slowly, right. so that you are like you're not going because you can't. You have pencil stuck to your in front of your lips. You cannot right. talk that fast. And I've practiced so that pause is almost. A for that reason, and secondly, because when I was growing up, um, there are you know we've all have that. I think we have that as adults as well. I still do it very often. 
you know you say something and you're like maybe i shouldn't have said that i yeah. thought about it a little bit damn and i was that kid who would say everything so for me it was like a learning that maybe just kind of hold on think about it like i remember my mom teaching me this like just you know you have to you can just take a few seconds yeah, yeah. think about what you are going to say and then say it and then i slowly have practiced that over the years and it's just been super helpful and there's also one interesting thing right someone and i said this that if you think of the people you're inspired by as speakers mm. they all take long pauses yes yes and so it's a sign that the person is thoughtful if someone talks too quickly you're assuming that they are like you know okay motor mouth but if someone takes long pauses right think of the best speakers like india globally everywhere is long pauses yeah because this person is thoughtful they're thinking it through they might just be like zoning out for a second but it's still <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. their their being thoughtful is the perception and so it's always good to take that nice long yeah they time. react they like they don't react they reply there's the difference yeah. between reaction and replying yeah. right like yeah. yeah uh if i have to move on from this you used a very important word judgment in the last conversation mm. like mm. just mm. sometimes which i like which is something i want to deal with right because i'm mm. facing that shit a lot nowadays but anyway yeah society is kind of still fitted into a tried and tested system and as you said right. part of society because we cannot live in isolation we are social beings right yeah like if i have to take one system simple and i was speaking to the founder of slam out loud like you know slam out loud mm. you know jigasa labru some days back mm. and she's doing a lovely job at her company like you know talking about arts based education right and we were talking mm. about how this system of like you know study science and you know like so get a job then raise a family mm. these are systems mm. which are so inherent in our culture is a hill night is yeah. na mungkin all the time and and we almost have to rebel if you have to go like you know yeah. if there is slight deviation from the system we face like you know we like we face a lot of you know judgments demotivating yeah. comments and very often from the people who care about us now personally yeah. having faced this i at i at first tried to explain these to people okay many people mm. but that didn't make any dent because i now believe that you cannot change people from their ideas right because it's so yeah. inherently deep within them slowly mm. i tried to build up some boundaries and i started to navigate around that rather than just hit them on the wall you know yeah yeah but what happened is this is that with some people these boundaries became like like from a fence it turned into a wall okay mm. it is so easy to kind of trip that over like like you start building a fence you turn it into a wall now with yeah. your work varun you have deviated mm. from the system a lot because you like you found your own company now you have like you have like you're a podcaster author done all these sort of deviations into so many different fields right yeah how do you deal with negative judgment do you build your boundaries do you shut people like you know some people off you know completely or is there mm. some balance we need to achieve here so i'm a people pleaser as a personality right so for me it has always been very important to you know um have people like and agree with what i do right but what ends up happening for me is the fact that um it's how do i put it right is that um i i struggled with it at the point of time when i real, i thought that okay people are just going to turn around and say that you know what are you doing i'll i'll think of the earliest example uh, which i remember um we well, not earliest but the one of the things that hit hard there was a point of time when i was studying my um, engineering right and i hadn't finished it so i was still like i had backlogs as to learn so i was like i i said i'll find a job and whatever and i was i was working as an alcohol promoter 
yeah. um in in a, for a whiskey brand in bangalore and i had people in the family who were telling my mom saying what he's become like a waiter or like i'm and i'm like yeah. and at that point of time it is also like for it was more than me something my parents had to go through because i wasn't in my yeah. hometown i was i was in bangalore right so i didn't have to face it directly but they did and they would guard me from it, but they would tell me this something that was said and you know you got to finger think about your career and it would affect me that these were people who the people who said it were people i grew up around yeah um they were family um and i'm like i'm seeing the side of them that i didn't want to see and i heard that even i worked in television right they're like oh he did engineering but now he's working in tv i'm like it's not like i'm repairing television which is also like a great job to have right um but there is over time you kind of slowly i feel you build this almost i wouldn't call it a shield i feel you build a mechanism to deal with judgment as mm-hmm. you get older mm-hmm. um you learn f- fact that being touchy isn't going to help anyone and especially you you have to look at okay if someone said something is there some truth to that is there some value you can get from it if there isn't then you just let it go you know it's that whole let put it in one year take it out of the other scenario yeah yeah but sometimes this judgment also gives you perspective um i remember that it took me a long time to move from an audio only podcaster to start putting video because i was very worried about being judged mm. um i came from a like a childhood where i was like i you know i ran off stage once when i was in in like second standard third standard never got back on stage so for me to get in front of a camera was like worrisome right. Right. um i also enjoyed being in the background didn't want to be in front of things but it just happened and i and for me it was like okay how do i build this almost this shield from judgment is that i just keep doing it and over time if you just keep doing something and you see progress that progress in your mind um negates the fear of judgment that you see from others it's like i was talking to someone the other day it's like i have a, i see so many people very okay to take their shirt off on camera right? yeah yeah and i've always been like i don't know if i can do that i'm like it's fine if i'm on a beach someone taking a photograph right and the other day i was like screw it i'm just doing it so sometimes you don't shouldn't also think like i just did it the other day i put it up because and it was for a specific reason there's a video idea i had at this fit that 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 shot would have made a good video like i'm doing this right right but and the the all on it pieces that over time realize that people's judgment doesn't affect you as much as your fear of it is yeah and the less fear you bring in with that and you realize that either you're getting something you're learning something from it or it's just something which is there projecting their own issues on you mm-hmm. yeah it affects you less but i i have a strong belief that it comes with age some people are lucky enough to have this shield from the beginning um it's taken me 40 years to build whatever level of shield i have and it still affects me right when someone says something like oh um this is like this or you know um i remember get very um, touchy when when someone said that uh, oh you weren't as good in this meeting or you you don't know how to present properly right or you um, or like oh your podcast is getting a little boring Mm. or why is your content not as fun anymore yeah yeah okay and and these are things you get all the time and yeah. at some point i'm like boss i can't please everybody no as long as the course and i remember the, the best example was that um, uh, abish mathew was on the podcast abish yeah. said this he said that for him the filter is are the people closest to me happy with what i'm doing oh okay as long as they're happy with what i'm doing in the sense that are they they're not they like oh you do something that i'm uncomfortable with they do some they you know so it's almost like for him it's his parents 
um and and and, and i think is uh, a couple of people in his family mm. as long as they are saying okay we are fine with this because you are closest to me and we we've had this conversation mm. he is fine for him that's the strength comes from there right um for me it comes from like literally for me the only circle is that like often times when i want to kind of go beyond my edge of judgment i i show or i talk about the idea to with pooja right and she for me is that bouncing board thing i know i'm going to fear judge she doesn't care about people's judgment like she is the person i like yeah. i'm luckily married to someone who doesn't care about what anybody is going to be judge right so no dams are given no dams are given no dams no dams zero um right uh, she's like i why do i have to care Um, right. and i've learned so for me i'm like showing her i'm like oh, i'm going to do this she's like why do you get put it up uh, and sometimes she's like maybe don't put it up this doesn't it's it's not going to be something you're doing it because you think it will be cool for other people mm. but you genuinely i don't think want to do this yep and then that for me so it's that you got to find those filters and sometimes it's just internal um now many of these things happen internally as well but it's good to have um, some of these but um, judgment is something we all fear we we can't escape it um and what we more afraid of is judgment moving towards shame which is where the larger manifestation happens you mm. will you feel ashamed of it um in personally is what we fear more than judgment because that's where it goes i just wanted to have that small addition to what you just said right um yeah yeah you took the example of abish where he said that mm. his yeah own circle of people if they are happy mm. with what he is doing then it's all good yeah. and you said that you are a people pleaser at least you seem to think that way about yourself right oh i definitely am you, you okay definitely i wanted to understand then because both of both you and abish and i'll keep it to you in this case is that you have taken on endeavors which are so damn creative right and you know it can go either this way or that does this hmm. ability like where you have to please a certain section of people yeah. is this what you call validation from others do you operate with validation or you are like you know what like pooja in terms of your own mm. content i don't care whether these people like it or not because i feel good about it i will do it so does that creative lens of yours take a hit when you have to please other people where does the whole sense of validation come from here then like from yourself or the people around you so here's how i'd put it uh people pleasing comes from the fact that you believe you are getting your sense of um i, I maybe i don't know if motivation is the right word you're getting your sense of of just strength by validation from others yeah right it's it's a fact yeah and that's why you want to please everyone yeah you're also getting this because you're averse to any form of conflict people pleasers generally like i don't like conflict i don't like to get into arguments i don't like to get into fights and all those things right um, so what i will do is i will agree with people right even when i don't agree just so i can can move ahead you know right. if i take the headache of this i've always been that i'm i know diplomatic is the word many people use but i'm like because i i do this because i don't i want to avoid conflict i don't enjoy it right but what that ends up doing is the more you're pleasing people the more you're pulling out of your own personality because you are saying that i'm doing things because other people will react to it a certain way not because um you know it's something which i truly believe right and it chips away at you. so at some point you have to draw the the line of saying some stuff is harmless yeah um like it's okay to agree with some things if you like i do i want to spend the next half an hour arguing on this i don't yeah. want to so when i'll agree we'll yeah. move on yeah yeah or i'm agreeing to do something which i inherently don't want to do and i know in the long term we'll just literally alter 
it's like i'm thinking of a thinking of an example i remember there's a point of time in college when there was a decision i had to make where okay i can either please all the bunch of people i'm hanging out with right now mm. um and go out or actually sit down and study mm. and i would normally always take the call of going out with them yeah but there was a point of time when i had to pass my exams there's no way i would have lost a year mm. Mm. and and at that point it became about choosing self over pleasing Other. others yeah yeah the others had kind of given up they like fuck it no it doesn't matter um but i was like i still have to give myself that chance and this is like a year when i had failed so many papers that i had to i think they were what the semester had eight papers to give and i had 12 other papers to pass as well so i was given 20 papers mm. one of the f- first times in my life and i haven't spoken about this before um that i had to pass all or as many as possible to progress to the next year yeah and i for the first time took responsibility of saying i didn't get into okay that professor didn't give me enough marks and something or get into, i didn't have time to study or anything yeah i was out to sit and study i have no other options yeah i don't care if people are judging me saying why is this guy suddenly not being fun and co- coming out and high and, and like hang out with us he's busy sitting and studying right. i studied i passed 18 out of 20 i progressed right so i could have actually done it all this while but for me it wasn't cool to sit and study it was cool to go out yeah and you want to be cool so you hang with people and you do that and yeah. it's not their fault they're doing what they want to do right yes and it's that in in our attempt to please others we cause ourselves a lot of harm and you have to draw the line where you know the harm is coming and you often do things which are like like i want to please people who are closest to me so i will do like if, you know if, somebody wants to just hang out when a time when i'm tired i'll hang out and it's okay I'm, i'm doing this for that person um i have learned over time to not expect the same thing in return sometimes yeah. i want it but i'm exactly. i'm often times i'm like it's okay yeah from it's a whole like do it but don't expect the uh, it to be reciprocated um but you have to look at the harm it's causing you mm. and the more you focus on that your boundaries become very clear of where people pleasing ends and where your own you know self harm begins mm-hmm. and therein you make the choice and there's only and then even if you choose not to make a choice that's still a choice you make you making right. a choice not to make a choice right, right. Uh, and you have to look at it that way you you cannot um it's easier to coast by pleasing people it's tougher to make a decision and have your own opinion um because yeah. then you're you're putting You you putting the onus on yourself. Otherwise, you'll say, "Oh, but that person said they'll hang out, so I didn't study." But no, you made the choice to hang out. You okay. can make the choice to go study. Um, you can make the choice to sleep early so you're healthier. You can make the choice to sleep late because you wanted to binge. You didn't binge because the show was so interesting. You binge because you wanted to binge. It's not the show's fault. It's your <laughs> fault, right? Oh my God, the show was so interesting. I why would it have to be so interesting? I had to watch two more episodes. But no, okay. you didn't have to. There, I'll choose to watch. I'll yeah. play devil's advocate. There are shows which keep you up. Please, let's let's let's. Okay, But it's okay. your choice. It so so I'm a I, I'm not a binger, so I can say this to people, right? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I can yeah, watch yeah. I can watch like one to two episodes, and I can I am I get tired. Like uh, I uh, I cannot watch. Okay. I can I can't watch four five episodes in a row. I get I right, like right. Uh, the the mind says okay I've had enough. Let's come back to this tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, this is why I'm very happy with like weekly releases of episodes. I'm like yeah. it's it's perfect. It, it fits my my personality. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's the choices you make, and in every point of time in your life, every moment you're making that choice. Yeah. Like me coming on this podcast is a choice I made. I wanted to come on this podcast. Yeah. 
right yeah. i can't say oh i was in office i had to rush back home to do this podcast i have to go back to office after this no i chose to do it and i am happy i'm doing it because it was my choice right. you didn't force me to do it you asked me i said yes yeah yeah it's a request and, yeah yeah and it's you can't suddenly make it it's so easy to throw it on other people it is damn easy yep but it's toughest to put it on yourself and say you no know, you win it's on you you lose it's on you. you every single thing you do it's on you um and if it's not on you and if it's not a choice you can make then you you couldn't do anything about it anyway right like the pandemic happened none of us made a choice for the pandemic to happen yeah but we all had to deal with it but we couldn't do anything about it all we could do is focus on what was under our control just like take care of family take care of ourselves be safe and just figure and hold on till it went to almost went away it's always going to be almost there yes. this is the exact thing which i do you just said it right that whole stoic thing that mm. uh, like the like the circle of influence right like you yeah. have only a bit of some things under your control and the other perspective yeah. is outside so so yeah. so i kind of personally to be honest when i took on my own endeavor of starting my own consultancy along with my podcasting and everything people said a lot of things about it they still do yeah. because yeah. apparently in in many families and even in mine although mine is quite progressive but still it's there mm. you know if a guy is staying in bombay and he's you know i was like you know going from thane to andheri every day on the mm. on the local that is making life that is being mm. successful agar main ghar pe hu and ye kar raha hu na is samay are to kuch nahi kar raha weird weird thoughts you know so what can you do and you have to check those circles around you and it can be my grandfather and to be honest yeah, i'll tell you people can say the meanest shit okay at mm. the end of the day and it can be your mother as well now people yeah. now come to me and like and they say like how do you detach yourself how can you be this cold i said i am not mm. cold man it is not like if i'm not like if my mother says something bad about me i will still feel an emotion but i'm not yeah. i just know to detach myself from the comment and the person but it is such a difficult thing to do varun but uh, thank yeah. you for lending that perspective we all feel hurt we all feel things what you should never do is to keep it inside and i have actually learned and this and it's been therapy helps um uh, with the december is that i was always a person who would sweep it under the rug mm. keep it in but if you you need to bring people if you actually care about them to the point of okay let's have a can we have a discussion about this yeah yeah, yeah. and and it and i the mo- and it takes time with some with some it might take like you know tiniest of steps to get there um with some it might happen very easily yeah but only if both of you agree that you want this to be better and it's that like sometimes you, some people just don't want to be better they like we're okay with how it is and in those cases you can't do much no you cannot but in many but in most case in, in many cases people both sides want it to be better it's inherently something you want if you care about the person and in that case it's about having that conversation slowly and saying you know it's there's this term called safe space yeah right and in, and i and i feel for that society people who are let's say above 50 right now um it's tougher to explain it's easier yeah. to understand for someone who's like 40 and below yeah because we we've heard this term a lot more and sit down and say i'm creating a safe space whatever you said here we don't take it out of here but i want to be openly honest about what i am feeling so the problem is that often times these conversations become saying you said this you did this if you make it i felt this right right 
I am going through this because of what happened. And I just want to share it with you. You're not telling the other person that they're to blame. Because when you tell someone they're to blame, they immediately like go closed, right? They, they're like, okay, one sec, shields are up. Yeah, we are defensive. Okay, someone's pointing at me. Defenses are up. And, but if you say, this is what I felt. You're asking them to lean in and, and understand what you're going through. And for many of them, that's almost a signal that they can do the same. Not all of them do. Um, it's something which therapists do oftentimes. They don't share about themselves, but they're almost like, one of the things is that tonality of a therapist is to uh, to make you lean in and to be open to sharing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you got to do that. You got to, you know, slowly work towards creating safe spaces for sharing. Again, takes away judgment, takes away all of that stuff, but also it's about you are not holding it in because holding stuff in can be, you know, the worst thing you can do for yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I think my, I just... I started going to therapy on a regular basis. And then, I mean, sometimes over like longer gaps in between. Yeah. But I've done this over the last three years. And it's been super helpful to get all the baggage I kept stuffed inside from like things from childhood, things from relationships, things from like whatever I've gone through in life, which I've kept inside, mm-hmm. but never like really dealt with. Mm-hmm. And it just helps to kind of get all that out. At, at worst, it's like, and, and I was telling my therapist the other day that I literally, I think people go to therapists because they're talking to someone they know won't judge them. Yeah. So it's you're yeah. paying that person for one hour to say, just listen to what I'm saying. I don't even need a solution from you. Yeah. And it's sad, but it's also true, right? Because anybody who's close to you will have some form of judgment. Yeah. But um, anybody who is working in that space is talking to you from a point of like, I'm here to listen to you. See, the thing is this, um, right? Only one thing yeah. is this that when yeah. you said that the people closest to you will have a certain sense of judgment. I, I always like, you know, replace that term with understanding, not judgment. Yeah, I agree. Because if you understand, then you listen and hear. But the problem yeah. which I feel like with your own people is that they are the first ones to judge you. You don't even have to wait for the people unknown. Yeah. Right, so it is a very also because difficult... it hits. Also, because it hits harder when it's people closest to you. Yeah, of course it does. That you will hit. you will worry about what someone close to you is going to say versus even a thousand people throwing abuse at you. I have stopped because this will hit the most. I have stopped doing stuff because of this because I really thought mm. that this wasn't good until and yeah. unless I became a bit like your wife Pooja mm. because I had to be. Yeah. I did not have any more dams to give. Then only I started to at least do this. Like this yeah. podcast again is a result of the fact that many people were saying, Isme paisa kahega? Kyun rahe ho? Mm. but it's for my own mm. learning at the end of the day. Yeah. Because when I'm talking, the process to... is the, the process is the result, right? And, and to be honest, I don't think like you have to explain everything to everybody all the time. To be no, honest. Yeah. You just you don't have to. Right. Not everybody deserves to hear your explanation. Nah, man. It's your energy also. Nah? I feel my conservation of my energy is one of the biggest things which we have to take care of. Mm. Which comes, which now comes to the next thing, which I want to ask about podcasting, right? One of the mm. best things which I heard you say in that Roshan Abbas podcast is that I think your wife always tells you or somebody that people keep telling you that Varun, why are you turning everything into a podcast? So Varun, yeah. why are you turning everything into a podcast? <laughs> why is it's that? now on here. So here's a, I think I was a born podcaster. I feel that ah, most yes. conversations I've had in my life have been podcasts in some way. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's about this. If, if you learn how to be a podcaster, yeah, um, or rather you practice being a podcaster long enough, you learn how to navigate conversations. Mm. The problem is that at some point, the mechanics of it are so embedded 
Yeah. Like now I'm talking to a friend. I I know where to segue. I know where to go to another topic. Yeah. But again, people closest to me, they can catch it. They're like, stop it. <laughs> Stick to the point. Stay with with what we're talking. You don't have to take this topic. I know it's been eight minutes on a topic. You don't have to move to the next topic. You can stay on the same topic, right? Um, so that you need in life. But uh, I turn everything to podcast because I feel it keeps the conversation engaging. Um, I always hated awkward silences. I like silences now. but mm-hmm. i still hate awkward silences because and and those are the worst. like you know even standing around you know you go out for a social gathering and the people standing around right now someone say someone say oh bahut garmi ho gaya na like ha bahut garmi ho gaya but do mahine barish aa jayega ha barish aa jayega what is happening par isal zyada nahi hoga lag raha hai right ha last year last year bahut hua tha ha but actually mangoes are chai is but like think about this right this is exactly what will happen every summer this is choking me right now it is choking it is exactly the same thing right what <laughs> that is what happens now how can you make this more interesting yeah is yeah. that you talk let's say that you've gone science on that and said yeah now do you realize that let's think about how this kind of affects the world around us right and so it shouldn't seem like a question Yeah, and I'm free willing right now, but you can take it into different angles. You're also reading the room and saying, okay, there are four or five people here. Yeah. Um, each of them have certain areas they're interested in. I also know, like, I have a friend who is very deep into, like, he was he's an ex-journalist, very deep into um, information that is there across. So when he's around, I'll always throw a topic which I know he'll have some info on, mm. and I'll always get something from it. Now, mm. uh, or somebody else I know who's very embedded into the startup and VC space. Mm. So I'm always very interested in, right? Um, and I'll I'll throw something there, and so for me it's like I'm I'm throwing those small like threads there for them to latch on to. Um, yeah, it's not an obvious, and I try to not make it obvious. Sometimes I'm blatantly saying, "Boss, I want to hear a word, so tell me about it." But yeah. it helps you notice people and and see what lights them up when they talk. Mm. Yeah, and you're giving them that, and you taking away awkwardness, and so. A little earlier, I said that I used to suck at presentations, right? And and I still do largely. But what I'm great at is the pre-chat. Mm, I can yeah. warm up a room for yeah. someone else to present. Yeah, yeah. I can close it off right by making everybody leave in the right mood. So even if the presentation went well or didn't go well, yeah. I can set the mood. I can close it up because I know how to do that part really well. And that's also a learning, right? You can't be good at everything, but what you're really good at. you can double tap into that and really use that as leverage and because and that's the thing is that you don't it's a big learning for me in life is that i used to try and be um stronger in things i'm weak at now i'm like i'm weak at it's, it's fine i'll just focus on stuff i'm strong at um you know in terms of skill sets um and it's more of an age thing now for me i realize that okay, i'm i'm going to be what 41 in a few months um and i know that there are certain things i cannot inherently learn as quickly but there's certain things i know i can go far deeper into right. um and this is more mental i i this is more mental for me it's not as much physical um physical i still like to push the honor up in terms of what i can actually do because um i feel there is a lot to look at that that thing to look at that aspect very differently right. but mentally i feel that you can really dive in deeper and, and do a lot of things um which kind of help you put less of a load on yourself when you try to spread yourself too wide in the long term right you tend to do everything at the average yeah but if you think these are things i'm genuinely i think you're genuinely passionate about it and you can suck at it but you just enjoy doing it 
Um, this is fabulous book called Beginners, right? Um, and, and Beginners is about a book about how we all need to have a beginner's mindset and how we can really... And there's an example of one person is saying this, um, one lady who loves to surf, but she's terrible at it. Mm. But she goes all the time and surfs. She enjoys it. She doesn't care. She's falling down, can't balance. Them, but like, I enjoy it. You know, the author is a guy who's learning to play chess along with his daughter who is like some six, seven years old. And this guy's in his like late 30s, early 40s. Um, right. And he's like, I, she plays better than me. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. So I'm doing right. it. So it, it's just that. It's, you got to, I mean, these are some of the things you got to loops, you got to walk, walk beyond. I just want to, you know, end this conversation by one question which I heard in an interview some days back and I loved it. Mm. so the interview asked and I want to ask you this that, you know you have done so many things in life right and you still have so much to offer I feel in terms of how you have to give value to others and I feel like at this point of time you're one of the best people young people out there who are like who are also trying to guide people along because I see your conversations with people who are just out of college right who are mm. speaking about they want to understand their life and yeah. their roots to take right? what do you want to be remembered as? So there's this uh, Maya Angelou quote, one of my favorite quotes of all. I'm a quote junkie, so I have enough quotes. Even me. Yeah, is, even me. This has to be one of my favorite. It's like people don't remember what you did. Um, people will not remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Yeah. I just want people to feel a bit of a smile, feel happier when they remember me. Mm. Um, and I think that's enough. You mm. got to have done something in life for people to remember you with a smile, mm. and not pick out the fact that he did this, or like, oh, no one's going to talk about the fact that this is that whole thing, right? You you think your achievements are achievements, but your achievements are literally how you made people feel. And um, I just want to kind of like, and I know that it'll never be perfect. There will be people who will not have the best remembrances of me, um, because you cannot do right by everybody. Yeah, but I just want to, I want to be remembered. As someone who made people feel good, um, when they think about their interactions with me, the the, the time they spent with me, that, for me that will be enough. Everything else is secondary. Thank you so much, Varun, for doing this, and I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. It was a fabulous conversation. I had so much fun uh, talking about all these things. You can follow the Care to Connect podcast on Instagram. You can also follow me, Ayushman Basu, the host on Instagram and LinkedIn. All the social media links are in the podcast description.